You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Happy Thursday. We've got a pretty good show coming up for you today. We're going to be talking about the UNC men's basketball game recap. Big win for the Tigers in Little John. Uh, They needed that to get back on track. Where does this team go from here? We'll also talk about three new coaches set to be hired at Clemson for the football program. A couple familiar names and one that could really boost this team, in my opinion. We'll also talk about Trevor Lawrence. What could he expect in year one if he is the number one pick for the Jackson? Jaguars. What does he do under a guy like Urban Meyer and with the weapons around him? Is he also ready for the competition with Gartner Minshew? We've got all of that and more coming up in just a few seconds. I want to send a shout out to all of the regular listeners here at Locked On Clemson. Thank you for riding with me and going through this journey of podcasting to keep you guys up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. If you're new here, welcome. Hopefully you enjoy what you've heard so far. If you'll do us a favor and you haven't done this already, please subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes as they drop when they drop also please review the show and leave a five-star rating if you'd be so nice can't wait to get into this episode let's go So the Clemson Tigers ended up beating North Carolina for the second time in as many times of playing, which is exciting because I don't think a lot of Clemson fans thought that that would happen uh, a couple of years ago, but they've done it. Ended up beating them 63-50 to 50 on Tuesday in Little John, a game that I talked with Facts and Children's, a 4th and 16 podcast. They absolutely had to win this game. This game was critical to keep their ACC hopes alive. They've won five ACC games now. Super excited about it because they needed to be challenged after Duke. You know, you had those terrible games against Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Florida State. You had a high of beating Louisville and then getting blown out again by Duke. After that, it was all hands on deck. They had to get better. They were challenged. Uh, Guys needed to step up. Amir Sims talked about this, actually. He says, quote, as soon as we got back from Duke, usually we'll meet for a few seconds in front of the bus, but we came back and probably spoke for an hour and a half. We really talked about what we wanted to accomplish in our fight and our grit. I think a lot of guys took the challenge personally, and a lot of guys needed to hear that. So in my opinion, it's one of those things where they know what the problem is, and no one was shying away from it. Brad Brownell went scorched earth after Saturday's meeting with Duke. I mean, he talked about it. He said, we let bad offense affect our defense. You have to play better, practice better, all the things that get you in the right spot to win. This is what Dabo talks about with the football team. You you, you have to be prepared like you're going to win. You have to think like you're going to win. You have to practice like you're going to win and you have to play to win. And this basketball team for a little bit hit a skid doing that. I think a lot of that was mental, especially coming off of the break from the COVID postponements. But this team really got it back on track and that's what I wanted to see. Held North Carolina to a season low in points scored, only 50 points going on. They had a lot of turnovers that they created points off of. Uh 17 turnovers, 13 points created off of that. They were really out there playing <laughs> amazingly. You talk about a guy like Amir Sims, he had 10 points, 6 rebounds. He wasn't even the highest scorer in that game. That was Hunter Tyson, 16 points. Clyde Trapp had 14 points. You didn't even have John Newman. We'll talk about that in just a few seconds. He was not playing in this game due to discipline reasons, but it's one of those things where this game, they needed that. They needed that for the mentality. That This is one of those things where you grind and grind, you show that Clemson grit, and eventually you want to see the results. And this is the result. You get a win. You get a pretty good win against a North Carolina team who, yeah, they're not North Carolina of olden days, but they're still really good and you still have to put some respect on their name. I'm just proud of this team. They played uh, all the physicality that they played with. Like I said, that created turnovers. Um, a lot of that too, uh, they, they got them into 
foul trouble because they were driving. They ended up shooting probably one of the better games shooting that they had this entire season. Again, North Carolina just just came into this game not prepared to play with Clemson's defense. Clemson's defense, if they can continue playing that well, if they could add the offense to that, this team could be unstoppable. They really could, but they just, you know, ups and downs and you'll have that with seasons. It, basketball is one of those things where you could be hot and cold, uh, but the team shot better. Again, we we love to see this team shooting better from the floor because when they can do that, Clemson will be in a good position. You can't get content with this game. They've got Syracuse coming up next. You've got to win that game too. And right now, like I said, fifth win of the ACC, you want to keep going with that. Use that momentum. A lot of times, you know, they won't admit that they've got some issues. Like same with football. Coaches are never going to say, oh, we're, we're dealing with this issue and that issue. But when they do and they come out publicly and say, hey, we got to fix these things. You better watch out because if they get it going, they're on point. They're going to have trouble with Syracuse because, um, you know, that you got to be able to shoot against a team like Syracuse. They're going to do that zone, that what, Bayheim zone. You have to absolutely score against a team like that. But I think the Tigers, again, will take that momentum going forward. I'm just proud to see this team step back up and answer the challenge. We'll talk about the three new coaches being hired at Clemson coming up in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. We know that. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody, does not require any kind of membership or account logins. Uh, Best of all, rockauto.com's parts are always reliably low. I already said this. It's the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I'm talking about you can go there and get engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet if you need it. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the Clemson Tigers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to talk about three new coaches set to be hired for the football program under Dabo Swinney, pending approval from the board. Now, we've had a couple of guys go ahead and leave for new jobs, new destinations. Terry Bowden is going to be the new head coach at Louisiana Monroe. Took a couple of Clemson assistants with him, Rod McDowell, Xavier Brewer, and Maverick Morris. A couple other guys got some jobs too, Chansey Stuckey. That's really exciting and glad to see those guys step up the ladder. But we'll also be getting three new guys that are super exciting, two that are very familiar and one that I think could be the difference for this team this season. Let's go ahead and talk about them. I'll start with Ted Roof. He's going to be hired as a defensive analyst for the Clemson Tigers. That's a big deal. This guy has a lot of defensive coordinator experience. We have a lot of experience going against Ted Roof as a defensive coordinator. He spent a lot of time at Georgia Tech, two different stints at Georgia Tech. He's also been a coordinator at Auburn, Penn State, uh, NC State 2018, Appalachian State the next season. And then last year, 
this past season was the defensive coordinator for Vanderbilt. Now, I know it's Vanderbilt and I rag Vanderbilt a lot, but he's under Derek Mason. So he's got the trust of being a defensive coordinator who's been around for a very long time. So really excited about that. I think he and Brent Venables will mesh pretty well. The guy has a lot of experience. So anytime you have a lot of experience coming into something, especially with a guy who is looked at as one of the best defensive coordinators in college football and Brent Venables, those two together, really, in my opinion, coupled with the fact that you're going to have 10 starters returning from last year's defense. <laughs> look out, look out college football. Again, I'm not saying that Ted Roof is going to make this defense without a doubt the number one defense in the country, but it's always good to have somebody else out there that's been through that, who's called plays defensively, uh, who knows what to look for, can help you game plan and break down film and things like that. That's always great to have. This is why Alabama has been so good because every coach who gets fired from an SEC school somewhere else <laughs> ends up on Nick Saban's staff somehow and then getting a job somewhere else. So I don't think it's going to be any different for Mr. Roof. I think he's going to come here, do a pretty good job, and find another defensive coordinator job, if not new head coach job somewhere else. We're also going to be bringing in Cole Stout. Cole Stout's going to be really fun. I, he's one of my favorite players that doesn't get enough credit for what he dealt with at Clemson. I know a lot of people look to the fact that, hey, you know, he was nowhere near as talented as Deshaun Watson, got beat, uh, kind of cost us a win at Georgia Tech. But at the same time, people don't understand that the offense was not centered around Cole Stout. It was not. That was still a Chad Morris, hey, let's do everything we do based around Deshaun Watson's talent type offense. Cole Stout, in his own, was a really good quarterback. He just didn't really mesh in that system. Plus, the psychological effect of being a backup all your life, getting the job and then getting beat, and then being thrust back into a game when you are not mentally there, that's hard to deal with. But Cole Stout's really done some great things. He was at Jacksonville State. He's a quarterback's coach. Uh, he did a really good job there, and he's been the quarterback's coach at Moorhead State since 2018. He's going to be coming over to Clemson. I imagine he's going to take some of that quarterback coaching duty away from Brandon Streeter now that Brandon Streeter is the passing game coordinator. Again, I am not sold that Brandon Streeter does not get elevated to co-offensive coordinator with Tony Elliott at some point, whether it's this year or next season. I really think that's going to happen. And also, you want to make sure you got that in place in case Tony Elliott does get a job somewhere else. You can go ahead and just elevate Brandon Streeter just as you did with uh, Tony Elliott from Chad Morse. So I, I really like that job of getting Cole Stout to come in and work with quarterbacks. Again, he's worked with some pretty good quarterbacks and he's been at Clemson. So he knows exactly what Clemson's standards are. He knows what the culture is. He's ready to come in and help. Tyrone Crowder, another Clemson standout on the offensive line, is coming back to help the offensive line. That's one of the bigger ones that I like. Tyrone Crowder was one of the better players along the offensive line for Clemson while he was there. Very smart, very strong. Played there between 2013 and 2017. He was recently coaching at Daniel High School as an offensive line coach. Anytime you can get former players to come back and help out a position that they were really good at themselves, that's always great. And we know that offensive line is a very big deal uh, at Clemson right now. We we got to make some improvements along the offensive line. I think bringing in a guy like Tyron Crowder can help. We lost Maverick Morris was a guy who was helping out Robbie Caldwell to Louisiana Monroe with Terry Bowden. I'm just really happy about Tyron Crowder. I, <laughs> maybe, you know, time will tell. And again, these guys are still pending approval through the HR process. It's not final yet. The board has to announce it, but I, I think that that will happen. And think about it. We already just signed a guy like CJ Spiller to coach the running backs. At some point, Clemson's staff is going to be full of former players and former coaches. Man, <laughs> I'm excited about this. You can't convince me that this won't be a great move. I think Ted Roof, Cole Stout, and Tyron Crowder will make a difference, and we'll see that on the field this season. Coming up in just a few seconds, though, we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence and his journey to the NFL. What can he expect of being 
a new Jacksonville Jaguar player. All of that and more coming up in just a second. I want to talk to you guys about my friends over at betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? Again, the Super Bowl is coming up. You have to be ready for this. You have to have all your lines and your spreads ready. If you don't, you're going to be left behind. You need one place to get that taken care of. There's only one place that has you covered, one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. I, I hope you don't think I'm kidding you. They're going to get you right. They're going to get you some wins. Easy money, baby. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. These guys are going to get you in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of the Locked On Clemson podcast is here. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to talk a little bit about Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jags. Now, he should be the number one pick in the draft, regardless of what anyone has to say. I don't know if you have heard this, but Brett Favre came out and said that he thought that the Jags should go with someone like Devontae Smith rather than Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence is not going to help them going forward. Well, I disagree with Brett Favre. You can have Devontae Smith. They're still going 6-10 and 10 this season. Doesn't matter. But the point is, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the answer for this team going forward long term. I don't see this being a Houston Texans type deal. They actually have some talent around him there. And if Shad Khan, the owner, can really get his head out of his butt, this team could be pretty good. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Again, he's going to be going down there with new head coach Urban Meyer, a guy who has very close ties to a Dabo Sweeney, who's been the coach of Trevor Lawrence. Um, those guys really know each other. I'm sure they've already talked to each other about Trevor. He knows what kind of leader Trevor is, what kind of character he has, and the obvious ability and prototypical size of Trevor Lawrence. So why wouldn't you want to take a guy like that? He actually has some pretty good talent around him too. Defensively, they've been gutted a little bit, but I think they are working back towards that. If they really make some splashes in the offseason as far as the free agency and getting some good drafts coming in for the future, I think this defense could be really good. Remember, this team is only a couple years removed from almost playing in the Super Bowl. So again, if they get it right, they could be pretty talented. Now, again, Trevor Lawrence is not going to come in and make this team win 11 games. That's not happening in year one. I don't know that it happens in year two, barring they just make some crazy moves and just a couple of breaks here and there. But I'm not doubting anything when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. I think that he can really make things go. He's going to be in a quarterback controversy, though. When he comes down there, he's got to deal with a guy like Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is really adamant about being the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The only thing I have to say about that is that he couldn't really even fend off a guy like Jay Luton, quarterback out of Oregon State, rookie. When he came in, everybody was like, hey, let's just play Luton. <laughs> Why not do that? But uh, I'm pretty sure that giving a little time, Trevor Lawrence is going to win that starting position. I don't know that he's going to immediately be the starter. I don't know that you want to set that precedent, but he is the future for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I wouldn't waste too much time <laughs> trying to appease a quarterback that's already on your roster. If he has a problem with it, he can always be traded for something else. Again, let's talk about the talent around Trevor Lawrence down there. Start with the tight ends. I mean, you got Tyler Eifert. I know he's been injured a lot 
lot for the Bengals, but he's still a pretty good tight end, uh, in my opinion, top 10 tight end. If he gets going, that could be a great weapon for him. Let's talk about the receivers, uh, an underrated receiver group in the NFL. You're talking about DJ Chark. Uh, you're talking about LaVishka Cheneau, who came in this season as a rookie and really impressed. Conley and Godwin out of Georgia, they can be really good. And Keelan Cole, another guy that you know gets overlooked a little bit because of the other guys that are on roster. They also got Colin Johnson, a really big uh, red zone threat for Trevor to just throw up a back shoulder throw. Uh, it's really easy for him. And then the running back position is actually pretty good too. They have a really good young running back in James Robinson, a guy that came out of nowhere pretty much. Uh, and he's a talented player. So, I, you know, again, I can't say that Trevor Lawrence won't have weapons to throw to. Now, they've got to work on that offensive line. I, I don't know that the offensive line is awful. I don't know that it's great, but I, I think they're working towards really making it better. They do have Tyler Shatley, former Clemson offensive lineman there. One of my favorite players while he was at Clemson, and he's been a mainstay in the NFL right now. It, again, I imagine if they get Trevor Lawrence, the goal is to find everybody that you can find that can help this guy out right now. And I don't mean, oh, we want to be good in four or five years. I'm talking about you want to make sure Trevor Lawrence's future is in good hands. Otherwise, you'll have another situation like Deshaun Watson in Houston, where they're scrambling right now, trying to figure out a way to make sure that Deshaun Watson's still going to be a Houston Texan come game time 2021. I don't I don't see any way that they can make that happen. I think Deshaun would be willing to sit out to make his point. But I think Trevor Lawrence has got really good chance of being successful. And again, Urban Meyer factor, pretty good offensive play caller. He's won championships, so he knows you know good culture as far as getting guys to buy in. Now, I'm not going to say Urban Meyer has the best culture uh, record that we could say as far as players individually, but some of the stories I've heard about how he gets guys to buy in, I'm all in for that. So hopefully Trevor Lawrence can stay healthy. We'll get that number one draft pick and, you know, he'll be successful. We'll have two Clemson quarterbacks really tearing up the NFL, and I'm excited to see that. With that said, we've come to the end of today's show. Thanks for sticking with us for so long. If you'll follow me on Twitter, at Ellis-Tolbert, E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T, I'd love to continue conversation with you. Make sure you let me know that you're coming over from the podcast, though. We want to be able to create a community with you guys. And while I still got you here, please don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes as they drop, when they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. I'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Clemson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. We'll talk later.